reach our community. Man, if you stand with me, we're going to go to word of the Lord today. Uh, just one verse. Um, the Lord seemed to have taken up a lot of my time, but that's okay. I'm not going to be upset, right? And uh, maybe that means uh, I won't preach as long. And then you won't be upset, right? Can't get upset with me and God. But uh, Josh, uh, Job 14 and 7 says, For there is hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again, that the, that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Amen. I want to preach today from this title, uh, hope, for, uh, hope of a Tree. Hope of a Tree. Amen. Would you put your Bibles down and just let's go before the Lord and pray. Lord Jesus, God, we thank you again for what you've already done here in this place. God, we ask you, Lord, to anoint our minds, our ears, our hearts to receive your word, God, and not just to be a hearer of it, God, but to be a doer, Lord, that it would hide in our hearts, that we would not sin against you and go and bear fruit of what you want to do in our lives. We give you the praise. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated today. Amen. We are in um, we are in that time of the year where many areas, mainly uh, places that are north of here, uh, there are no trees, no leaves on the trees, uh, or their uh, the colors have changed from green to uh, many other varieties of colors, and it. Uh, uh, we, we have to take people's word for it. We have to look at the pictures because that really doesn't happen down here. Uh, if the leaves down here are turning brown or yellow, there may be a good chance a fire's got to them. Uh, because most of the time, many of the things in the tropical climate down here, we, our trees are green most of the year. Amen. And so uh, trees add a beautiful sense of character and a beautiful sense of, uh, of to any type of setting. Uh, think of a place that doesn't have any trees. And how appealing is that? A desert. Wow, that's, man, I want to go there, right? But you think of a place that has trees. It's more welcoming. It, it's inviting. Uh, and so a horizon that is filled with lush green trees is a desirable place to visit uh, it adds the beauty to the landscape, and not only just in looks, but trees provide many benefits to our world. They are a natural sound barrier. They help diminish road noise. All of these communities that are tearing down these uh, acres of, of trees to build homes, uh, the people that live on the perimeter, they put up hedges, they put up more trees wide, obviously to make it uh, look good, but also to help deaden some of the road noise because uh, they're building communities everywhere around here. They also help filter water as it is absorbed into the ground and into our aquifers. It helps collect water and even help, can help prevent some flooding in parking lots. Uh, they want to uh, help soak up some of the water. One large tree can intercept more than 1,000 gallons of water each year. So in 50 years, one tree can recycle more than $37,000 worth of water. It can provide more than $30,000 of erosion control. 
$62,000 worth of air pollution. It produces $37,000 worth of oxygen in the life of a tree. Evergreen trees provide protection from winter winds and acts as fences and many other uh, benefits from having trees. And, and street trees provide shade and cover for paved surfaces, reflecting a lot of the heat uh, and to keep the sun rays from getting down and, and making things uh, too hot. Trees can increase real estate value by 5 to 20%, depending on the type of trees you have. Trees that produce uh, shade over a home can reduce the air conditioning cost by 10 to 15%. Uh, but on the flip side down here, the trees that are too close to your home may bring your home down in a hurricane, right? So there's kind of a balance, delicate balance you got to play with. Uh, that's the, one of the benefits of living down here. They also provide, obviously, a natural habitat for wildlife. And uh, all of those benefits and many more are uh, from a tree. And that's not even mentioning the fruit or the seeds that it produces. So trees are a, a, a beautiful thing uh, in nature and in creation and we don't need less trees. We need more trees in our world to help it become a beautiful and cleaner place. Uh, and so just listen these uh, benefits from the tree. We can still be here the rest of the time talking about the fruit and the, the produce that it produces and how that also aids in our uh, livelihood and the betterment of this world. And so there is there is hope in trees. There is a blessings in having trees. And even uh, trees that are that are hundreds of years old, we read in our text that it says there is hope of a tree. If it be cut down that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. So at, the, at the smell of water, a tree that has been cut down will begin to bring, come back to life and say, Hey, I smell some life. I, I smell some water. And I, I'm reaching for that, for that uh, new growth to spawn in my life. And, and I'm here to tell you, if there is hope for a tree, there is hope for you and me that we can make it through whatever we are facing. If we get cut down, it's not the time to give up or cry. No, there's still hope for us. If there is hope for a tree, there is hope for me. No matter what we go through, if we get knocked down, we don't stay down. We got to get back up because there is hope for us that we are more than conquerors through him, through Christ who gives us the strength. Amen. The devil can come against us and beat up on us and come uh, try to tear us down. But hey, I'm here to tell you that there is hope for you and me. If a tree that produced 50 years of life and its branches extended far beyond its root base and, and if it got torn down from a storm or somebody decided to cut it down, uh, I'm here to tell you that's not the end of the tree. Even though it may look like it's the end, no. There's still hope inside of that tree. It's still hoping. Come on, let there be some more water pouring out. And I'll begin to grow again. We need to realize if there is hope for a tree, there is hope for me. When we are down and out, it's not the time to give up. It's the time to look up to the hills. Where cometh our help comes from? It comes from the Lord. Amen. There's still some hope out there 
in Jesus Christ. There's still hope in this world for Jesus Christ. And if the at the scent of water, if a a, a root will be a, a a stump will begin to bring forth new fruit. What would happen at the scent of the living water that pours out in the presence of God? In this place, there is hope. In this place, there is freedom. In this place, in the presence of God, anything is possible. Amen. And so if there is hope for a tree, there is hope for you and me to make it through whatever that we have come up in our life. We are going to make it through it all. Amen. Amen. Uh, there is so much hope in a trees, in a tree, in trees, that one of the plagues and curses that God said that he would put on his people, if they did not obey his commandments, if they did not live according to his laws, there was a curse that is written down in Deuteronomy 28, 42. It says, all thy trees and fruit of thy land shall the locusts consume. Don't tell me there's no, there's no hope in a tree. If God will send locusts to eat up all the trees and to tear them down, uh, that, that's a symbol of, hey, the hope is getting destroyed. It, there's no more life in here. Uh, it is being pulled out because of the curses uh, of God because the people did not submit themselves uh, to his commandments. And so uh, if you want to remove all hope, just cut down all the trees. Right? You want to remove all the greenery and all the oxygen producing uh, benefits of it. You just start cutting down the trees and uh, things will slowly get grimmer and, and darker because uh, there is hope inside of a tree. I know it just looks like a tree. I know it's just decorations around the properties and where we live. Uh, but I'm here to tell you there's something more beyond just the branches. Uh, there is hope actually inside of that tree. And so if you need to, if you need a, a pick up for your day, just look at the trees and say, there's hope inside of that tree. Because if I cut that down it's going to try to grow up again out of hope out of a desire to keep on growing uh, and so there is hope inside of a tree and being the curse that was uh, pronounced in Deuteronomy against the people of God we actually see this playing out in uh, Egypt when when God sent plagues against Egypt uh, one of the plagues was uh, in Exodus chapter 10, it says, uh, they covered the whole face of the earth so that the land was darkened. Talking about the, the, the locust. And they did eat every herb of the land and all the fruit of the trees which, all, which uh, the hail had left. And there remained not any green thing in the trees or the herbs of the field throughout all the land of Egypt. And so what happened Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron in haste and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against Israel. Now therefore forgive, I pray thee, my sin only this once and entreat the Lord your God that he may take away from me the death only. Uh, Pharaoh started repenting. Uh, when uh, when the locusts came and started eating up the trees, that risk, for some reason that really got to him. Uh, after the hail came and started tearing, damaging trees and branches, and if that wasn't enough, the locusts came, uh, and so just by the mere d destruction of the trees and the greeneries in all of Egypt, Pharaoh all of a sudden starts confessing, "I'm a sinner." 
forgive me of my sin. Uh, we haven't even got to the 10th plague yet, but Pharaoh's already, his heart's already beginning to turn. He's, forgive me, forgive me of my sin. You just took out all the trees. You took out all the hope. Uh, I better start shaping up. And uh, sadly, uh, we know that he, that did not take it. But we do see that it did have an impact on him. As hard as Pharaoh's heart was, all of a sudden you start tearing down all the trees and he starts repenting. We don't know if he really meant that, maybe in the moment, but uh, his heart softened for a minute, but it got hardened uh, quickly after that. But you remove every tree, then you start removing hope from the world, removing hope from people's lives. Uh, And so we... We, we can look to trees for help and, and hope and, and direction and not that we uh, uh, physically really need them, but just looking at them. Uh, we don't need to go cut them down. They cut enough trees down at Christmas time for some false decoration, right, that people enjoy. It brings, uh, you know, some meaning to the home. Uh, poor tree gives up its life for you, and then you just throw it to the curb a few weeks later. And we move on. Like we're like we're like locusts, aren't we, in some aspect? But there is hope in a tree. And so if you can turn towards a tree, you're turning in the right direction. You start uh, going there and looking for some hope. After Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, lived a perfect life or a perfect world, living a perfect life temporarily, then they sinned. And uh, their eyes were opened as they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And uh, their uh, eyes became opened. And in that, they disobeyed the Lord and disobeyed his commandment. And so, therefore, uh, uh, things had to change. And the world we now live in is, is affected and uh, a byproduct of their choice. Uh, this world is corrupted and creation is groaning ever since that day, to be released from the bondage of the sin. Uh, amen. But uh, they, uh, there was still hope for Adam and Eve. Even though that they had sinned and ate of that forbidden fruit, there was still a place of hope. There was still a tree that they could go to and they could run to for hope. And that is found in Genesis 3. The Lord tells us, the Lord said, Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So as many of, there are many trees in the garden and one he could not eat of and he did and therefore uh, sin entered the world and his eyes were open. But there was still hope and God knew this. He says if they get to that tree, there's a tree of hope still left. If they get to the tree of life and eat of it, they will live forever. Uh, and so therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground once he goes taken. And so he drove out man and placed at the east of the garden Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep way of the tree of life. So there was still hope that if they can get to that certain tree, if they start heading to that tree, there is hope for me that I, that I will not die, that I will not perish. Uh, but obviously God uh, cut them off and uh, did not allow them access to that. But there is hope for a tree. 
No matter where you find yourself, you need to turn yourself to the tree that God has placed in your life. And there is where you can find hope to get you out of your situation. Uh, and we need to look for that tree today. As the plagues had their impact on Egypt and Pharaoh, the people of Israel were finally set free. And I can't imagine the jubilee and the, the excitement of these people uh, being let go. And they were uh, on the heels uh, of moving into the promised land, and, but they faced the barrier of the Red Sea. And, and that took a, a, a test on their faith. But we see that God coming through that and parting the waters of the Red Sea, uh, another miracle right in front of the eyes of the children of Israel. And they, got, they passed through on dry ground, and they, the, the, the Pharaoh's army was swallowed uh, by the sea. And then finally they could truly rejoice once they crossed the Red Sea and there was no more, uh, no, uh, no more enemy pursuing after them, that they went through the waters. Uh, that's why it is critical that we get baptized in the right name, get baptized in the name of Jesus because you don't want your sins following you. And I'm here to tell you they're not going to follow you through the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus because the blood of Jesus covers every sin. Uh, and so if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to get baptized baptized that way, uh, the name being baptized, calling on the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, you're not calling on any name, you're just, you're not even speaking a name, you're just speaking titles, and there's no power in titles, but there is power in the name of Jesus, we call on the name of Jesus, He is the Father, He is the Son, and He is the Holy Ghost, that is His name, amen, and so that is the, the beginning of the transformation in people's lives is when they repent of their sins. And they are obedient to the scripture to be born of the water as Jesus commanded us, be born of the water and of the spirit. Uh, and that is likened unto the children of Israel passing through the waters of the Red Sea. Uh, and so we can see in obviously Exodus chapter 15 where they begin to sing and really celebrate. If they were not already celebrating, they were really shouting and praising and bringing the tambourines and having a, uh, a great worship service kind of like what we had here today. Uh, because everything was uh, past. The enemy could not get a hold of them. Uh, they were on the other side of, uh, of the waters. And that's what happens when you come in here. Uh, whatever devil has a hold on you, he cannot hold you in here. The power of God is in here. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. You may have problems out there, but hey, they have to let go while you're in here. And if they're letting go, you, you might as well reach up and get a hold of some deliverance. Get a hold of the power of God so that you, when you walk out there and face them again, you have a, you have a, you have a, a, a weapon to fight them, and that is is the Holy Ghost in your life, the power of God, amen, and so anything is possible here, uh, amen, and so that's why we see uh, great things happen, because the presence of God, anything uh, can be, anybody can be transformed, uh, and so we see them celebrating, and they're beginning on their journey now, officially now uh, heading towards the promised land, the land floweth with milk and honey, uh, but it wasn't too long into this journey that problems start arising. 
It was about three days later, actually, three days from church. It was on a Wednesday that all the world collapsed in their life. And then all of a sudden, there was no more hope. It's amazing what can happen in a few days, going from the mountaintop and a couple days later, the middle of the week, you never know. But hey, it's time to uh, not to get down, but to keep looking up because there is always hope in God. There is hope in Christ that we anchor ourselves to or anchor our soul to. Uh, and if there is hope for a tree, there is hope for you and me. Uh, so we see in Exodus 15, Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. And they went out into the wilderness of Shur and went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Merah, they could not drink of the waters of Merah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Merah. I guess Merah means bitter. Somebody starts calling you Merah, don't accept that. You need to start looking at yourself. Why are they calling you Merah? Sister Merah, Brother Merah. And so what happened was the people murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? He cried unto the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. Would you believe that? You need some hope? Look for a tree. He showed him a tree. When he had cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Uh, there he made them a statute and an ordinance and there he proved them. Uh, and so just, to, just when they think that it's at the end of the road, no, what, the, what happens is Moses says, hey, we need to look to a tree for some hope. And sure enough, what, uh, what are the coincidences that right beside this body of bitter water, all of a sudden now there's a tree there that the Lord says, there's some hope in that tree. Go ahead and cast that tree into the waters. And the waters were made sweet and they were made drinkable and they were sustained and they were refreshed and their hope. Hope was given to them again simply from a tree. There is hope for a tree. But even goes deeper beyond that. uh, uh, Years before they even arrived at that place. Decades before they arrived at Merah. One day a seed fell into the earth. And that seed began to take root. And all of a sudden began the... Uh, little saplings and thing, and started to grow up, and all of a sudden, right beside this body of water, a tree started growing, because God planted that tree right there, because he knew in 10, 20, 30 years from now, my people are going to come through this route, and they're going to see this water's bitter, but hey, I'm setting up a tree right here for them. Don't tell me God doesn't know what you're going through. He's already planting seeds down the road uh, that you're going to look to for help. You don't know how it's going to work out, but hey, God's planting a seed. He's planting a tree for that stumbling block, that, that situation, that hardship years down the road and so when you finally get to that destination in that hardship it's not the time to fear or fret it's a time to look for a tree because there's still hope for you if there's hope for a tree there's hope for you there's hope for me to bring me out of the situation there's 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 new life and there's new growth uh, where the tree can be found it's amazing how we, we trust and we proclaim that God knows the end from the beginning. and He can plant trees 50 years in advance for it to be pushed over into a body of water. But it seems like in the moment when something is going wrong, all of a sudden, like, there's no help. 
Like, like we're all alone. Like God, God didn't see this coming in our life. And even though we did not see it, does not mean God did not see it. He sees everything, and he knows exactly what you're going through. Amen. And he's preparing a way for you. If we listen to him and follow him, he's going to lead us to a tree for hope so that we can continue on and get through our journey. Amen. The birth of Jesus changed the world. We see the celebration of that, and the angels and the heavenly host were, uh, were uh, joyful and uh, singing and letting the whole world know, proclaiming to the whole world that the Savior, the Messiah, has been born in Bethlehem. Uh, but I believe around the same time, maybe a little earlier, I don't know, this is just pure speculation, but... The same time that the Holy Ghost planted the seed inside of Mary, and the same time that uh, Jesus was born, I believe that somewhere a seed fell into the ground, and a tree began to grow. Not knowing what its purpose was, not knowing uh, where it would be used or if it would die of old age or it would be cut down and used for uh, some instrument or it would be harvested uh, annually for its fruit. The tree just did what it was designed to do, and that was to keep on growing and keep on reaching for the heavens. Uh, but uh, uh, there was a tree that was growing, but it got cut down. Because it was going to be used for something. It was going to be used to crucify our Lord and Savior. Galatians 3 and 13 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Even though there may be hope in the tree, somewhere along the way, somebody says that uh, cursed is everyone. If you're going to hang on the tree, you're going to be cursed. Well, I'm here to tell you, well, if there is hope in a tree, that's a tree that I want to grab a hold of. Uh, because there is hope in there. Uh, and so Jesus uh, was uh, hung on a tree. But even though that people may say that he was cursed, I believe that he saw something inside that tree uh, more than a curse but he saw a blessing he saw some hope for you and me that he had to go ahead and he had to grab a hold of that tree so that you and I could be here today and Hebrews 12 and 2 says looking unto Jesus the the author and finisher of our faith for who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God People may see a tree, and they see it cut down, and they say, cursed is whoever's going to be on this tree. But Jesus saw that tree, and he saw something else. The joy that was set before him. 
endured the cross, despised the shame. I'm here to tell you today that if you're looking, if you need some help in your life, all you need to do is to look for a tree, and there's going to be some hope in it. You start looking to the cross, and you're going to find hope. You're going to find new life. You're going to find the, the healing power of Jesus because Jesus looked at the tree, and he saw joy. He got joy from that tree. Even through all that he was going through, uh, he looked for, the, for hope, and he found hope. In a tree. So when hard times come, there's hope for a tree. When difficulties arise, hope for a tree that you can look to. Look to the cross that is made of a tree that is cut down. But even still, after that tree is cut down, who's not to say that that tree, that stump is still saying, hey, there's still some hope in here for me. I'm still going to be reaching for more. If that tree stump can keep on growing, you and I can still keep on growing. Even though we go through the fire, that's just a purging process. That means new growth is going to come out of that. When forest fires happen, it's not like even though trees may get burned and they lose everything, what happens after a little bit, you begin to see new buds start going, right? New greenery starts, and foliage starts coming through a fire, uh, a forest fire. A uh, forest fire is actually a healthy thing because it purges everything, and then new life happens and begins to grow. Uh, if, if the trees can survive the fire, you and I, we can survive the fire. Because if there's hope in that tree, say, I'm going to make it through this fire, there's hope for you and me that we're going to make it to the end. We're going to make it through this fire, and we're going to become better and stronger because of it. There's going to be new group, new growth this year because of the hope, because of what God is trying to do in us, and we got to go through the valley of the shadow of death, and we're going to come out better and stronger on the other side, because if there is hope in the tree, there is hope for you and me. Musicians, if you would come. And so when you pull out of the parking lot today, and you take a glimpse at all the trees that are on our property and all on your way home you'll begin to notice and I I hope that you'll see them differently that they're just not there just to look pretty but they're there to send us a message that there's there's hope inside of that tree. That tree is alive. If we cut it down, it's going to keep on growing back, and that should inspire us that uh, we can keep um, going. We can persevere. We can make it through anything uh, because God uh, has something greater for us. Uh, we have the Holy Ghost inside of us, and if, if, uh, if the tree will go through that and do that, what more can God do inside of us? Right? There's things in store for us that we don't even know that God has placed for us, and we got to keep on reaching for those things. There's not to say that we're not going to suffer, we're not going to go through hardships, and not going to go through the fire, but that's okay. That means we're going to come out better on the end because there's hope for us. There's hope in the Lord that our soul is anchored in Jesus Christ, and we can do anything with the help of the Lord because greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. And if the tree has the tenacity to keep on growing back, we need to start acting like a tree. You, can't, you can cut me down, devil, but, hey, I'm going to keep on coming back. I'm going to keep on rising up. Just give me a scent of the living water. Let the waters begin to flow again. Just let me get to another apostolic church and get renewed and get refreshed and begin to see the new growth start coming out. Devil, you thought you had me. You thought you broke me. But, no, hey, there's hope of a tree 
There's some hope inside of me that God is not finished with me. He's not finished with you, and he has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us here today. Amen. If you believe that, would you stand with me today? There is hope for us. There is hope for a tree. Living for God, living as a child of God is is not meant to be a bad decision. It's meant to be the best decision you've ever made. There's no going back into the world. The world has nothing to offer than what God can give me. Amen. Even though the wind's going to blow against us, hey, we're going to stand firm like a strong oak tree, and we're going to put our feet down in the Word of God, and you can come at me, you can blow, but hey, I may move, and I I, I may lose some branches along the way, but, but that's okay. If there's hope inside of that tree, tree outside to grow back and to grow back better there's hope inside of us there's a purpose and a plan inside of every single one of us that God wants to renew in, in somebody today uh, bring forth some new life and, and, and bud something new today the psalmist actually tells us describes what it is to be a child of God Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law that he meditate day and night. And guess what you're going to become? You shall become like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither. And whatsoever we do, we're going to prosper. Why? Because there's hope inside of us. There's hope for the tree. There's hope for you and me. Amen. God has something great in your life. Amen. We're going to keep on living for him. And the things that we decorate our homes and our property with, that's who we are to become. We're going to become like a strong tree that's not going to bend. That's not going to back down. If we, if we get cut down somehow, that doesn't mean that's the end of us. That means it's time to keep on growing up out of that again. There is new life every single day in the Lord. Come on, if you believe that with me, why don't you worship the Lord together? Amen. If you need prayer in your life, come on. If you need a hope, you need touch, why don't you come and rejoice that God has something for you today? Come on, we're the church of the living God. We're the apostolic church. We're not a dead church. We're a live church. We're we're alive like the trees are alive. There's a purpose and a plan for us. Come on, let's worship the Lord together.